Hey, Diz After Dark listeners, I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history, and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Too Hottie, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember... Keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. to another edition of This Us Dark. I'm Nick, and you will be flabbergasted to know who we've got with us tonight on this show, because I'm joined once again by the duo of Pauls, Mr. Hello. Paul Nolan and Mr. Paul Washington, Mr. P-Dubs. Good how, evening. How are we? I feel Doing like good, I'm, thank you. Yeah, I feel like I've not spoken to you both in ages. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Um... And 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 how are you, Pete? Up, she was quite quiet there. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm coping, giggling. <laughs> I'm yeah, giggling. It's, yeah, it's starting to get to the point where I'm kind of like, yeah, I've done two days at work. Uh, <laughs> just need a break now. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm understanding what that burnout's like. I'm getting that at the moment myself. But this show isn't about me. Um, oh, actually, before we go any further, um, drinking, drinking, what are we drinking? I, just... I've moved on. You've moved yeah. on? I'm, so, yeah, I'm... I'm really sorry to hear that. Not on oh, the, right, uh, you mean drinks, okay. Yeah, not on the whiskey. I'm having a, a, a celebratory glass of wine now. Ooh! Uh, <laughs> Rouge or Blanc? Blanc. Blanc. Oh, what's that headache in the morning? Mm. That's me anyway. I can't drink white wine. It's a good job I'm not a girl. <laughs> terrible. Red wine drinker. Uh, Mr. D. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm on my second bottle of Copperberg. Ah. Oh, I'm giving away the magic here. What happened to the first bottle? <laughs> that is magic. <laughs> that is magic yeah. in itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, people people should know if you listen to Universal after dark properly. But uh, yeah, we, we've done this yeah, head because we're gluttons for punishment. This is true. <laughs> so you'll hear the first bottle on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, really, on on this show, and I'm glad you said you've done some prep because I'm, I was gonna just drop you straight in it but um it looks like you prepped which is even worse because it means it's gonna go really successfully um is well, that our very own mr washington uh not the mr washington that went to town but our mr washington who i gave the name p-dubs to and it stuck which is good um he's better than all of us but he has something that none of us has i do i have a nice Shiny medal. Yes. And how did we get 
a nice shiny medal. I finished the inaugural Disneyland Paris half marathon on Sunday. Look Ooh. at that. Good for you. Half marathon. Well done. I mean, I mean to be I mean you should be proud of it, but to be honest, technically I did a I did a marathon today. I did a whole marathon. Yeah. Well, I mean now they call them Snickers. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ate a whole one of those today. It had hazelnuts in it. That was interesting. Um everybody? No, no, that's a topic. Or of course uh, squirrel poo. As the as the joke goes. Um <laughs> no. Peanuts and hazelnuts probably in every bite though. Um yeah, so you did a proper half marathon, not not a chocolate bar. I um, did do a proper half marathon. So it, I mean it sounded like it was a very packed few days for you. Just by it's, seeing what happened on social media. It's uh, it certainly was. Um I flew out Saturday morning. By plane, uh, you didn't you didn't use your own. By plane. I didn't do it myself, no, yeah. I didn't flap. Yeah, good stuff. Um But yeah, caught, got a plane from Doncaster, because I can't fly from my local airport to Paris. Um, banned. Uh, well, I think Paris flights are banned from East Midlands, so <laughs> um so ten to ten to seven flight on Saturday morning. Um so I arrived roughly about 10 o'clock in Paris mm-hmm. um, and then got the magical shuttle um, which I hadn't I'd actually never flown into Paris before it was the first time normally I've got the train um, but was it was just it, was easier for CD, this CDG? yes yeah okay yeah um, literally arrived uh, the 5k had already been run at that point um, I wasn't taking part in the 5k race yeah um Arrived and I walked straight into the events tent um, with no issues at all, no queues. Um, saying that, when the expo had first opened on the Thursday, there was humongous queues, um, mainly for the pins, um, which sold out sharpish um, and were already appearing on eBay within an hour. Uh, Really? About eighty pound a pop. Yep. Oh, um, it was one set per person, but you could take anybody in with you. So if you had a family of four, all four of you could buy a whole set. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that went uh, a bit mental. By all accounts, the queues to get into the actual check-in bit were fairly easy uh, on the Thursday and Friday yep. for the people that had arrived. Um, so, uh, again, the expo wasn't great. Um, it was the first time, uh, I didn't stick around. There wasn't many stalls. Um, I had to wander around and looked at the medals for the other events in the States for the next year. Um, that was quite good. Um, nice to see them up close, um, and think which ones I want to go for. Uh, whether I do is a different story. Um, that was quite good. Um, I'll take a step back to something that I didn't I didn't go to the the Friday night party. Um, mixed reviews from the people I've spoken to. Um, it seemed like the meet and greets were fantastic. Lots of different characters. Uh, I'll just give you a, a brief list of I've got them written down. Someone gave them to me to, to put into the podcast tonight. So I've done a bit of prep. <laughs> um, so you had Captain America. 
uh, as we talked about in the last episode. Yep. Um, Solly, uh, Buzz or Woody, depending on what time you were there. Again, Mickey or Minnie, depending on the time. Spider-Man, Donald, Chippendale, Goofy and Chewbacca uh, all made an appearance at the party. Um, it seemed to be the problem was the food. Um, they were talking that it was unlimited food. You could go back and get whatever you wanted. Um, that seemed to be conflicting with what the staff had been told. Um, and if you'd queued to meet some of the characters, you either ended up with burgers or meals that you had to microwave yourself. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that didn't go down particularly well. Um, the new self-service dining plan. Yeah, by the sound of it. As I said, I didn't go to the party because I wasn't there, but some friends were. And so they enjoyed enjoyed it for the bulk. Um, but there were obviously teething issues with it. Um, I also believe that the ride shut down an hour and a half before the party finished. Um, which didn't go down very well either. Um, I think the party went on until half ten and I think the rides had closed by nine o'clock. Um, so that didn't go down very well. But I still think it will be popular again next year. Um, just as a kickoff for the whole thing, I think. Um, well, it I mean, went down really well. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, we, we've got to remember that this is the first of these... You know, it was the inaugural one, um, yeah. and it's the first time they've they've held one of these things. And although you know they they had some people come over from uh, America that are involved in the run Disney events over there, it's still the first time that they've done it in Paris. So yeah. you've got to expect some kind of of teething problems. I mean, would you have hoped for less? Of course you would have done. You know, you know, the microwave meals just sounds completely horrendous. But, um, you know, hopefully they'll they'll learn from the mistakes that were made, and you know, next year will be uh, run a lot smoother. Um, yeah. It's very sad about the pins. Um, did, they, yeah. did they replenish those at all, or they did over the days? But again, they were they were gone fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, by the time I got there on Saturday. As I said, it was about it was probably about eleven o'clock by the time I got there, um, and I think they'd all gone at that point for that day. Right. Um, and that was the last day. Uh, the expo wasn't open on the Sunday. Right. Um, technically, it was used as a thoroughfare for people getting to the race, uh, rather than uh, as an expo at that point. So, isn't that like I I don't really understand that. Why would you close that down before the main race had been? Yeah, I think I think it was it was technically still open after the race, but obviously they weren't at full capacity at that point. Yeah, I think they kind of just gone. Oh, we'll just have a basic skeleton staff for people that are coming through after the race and and things like that. Yeah. So. Because yeah. I heard, were they? Am I right in hearing that they were knocking out like merchandise at fifty percent off, like t-shirts and stuff like that? Yeah, I believe t-shirts had been knocked down to ten dollars. I think I read, or ten euros. See, I mean, that just doesn't make sense to me. They, those should have sold out, 
and they should have sold out at full price. Yeah. Not been knocked down 50%, because I'd imagine that people going there, I, I imagine there's a lot of people that had gone there thinking about buying a shirt, um, might, might buy one after the race or whatever. Well, they'd have just yeah. gone, bought one for half price to wear on the day, which is which is good. But I'm sure that's not, you know, commercially, I just don't understand why they they didn't open the store. Monday should have been the day they knocked them out at 50% off. Yeah. Not, not I think the issue day. they, yeah, I think the issue they had was the lack of variation. Whereas I think people would normally go to an expo and buy three or four different things. Mm. Where in this case, I think they bulked it and bought a load of stuff that was exactly the same mm. and it just wasn't selling because there was there was no choice it was either that or nothing mm. and, uh, and in my case I didn't buy anything because um, literally all they had was a few technical t-shirts and a t-shirt that said I did it on it and it was kind of like mm, does, that's just not a, a lot of choice when you consider what they do at normal run Disney Expos. So I think that was, I think that's where they hit a, a block with people just looking at it and going, well, I don't particularly like that. Mm. So I'm not going to buy it. So, and hopefully again, they'll learn about merchandise next year that hopefully run Disney will actually bring some of their, their regular stuff that isn't branded to just the, the Disneyland Paris race. Mm that they they normally have so because i i I didn't see or or hear anything about shoes nope new balance weren't there Mm. so again that was another another thing that people were expecting that didn't come Mm. and seeing as new balance were actually one of the official sponsors um it was a bit of a letdown Mm. i would say they, they, they are quite expensive those shoes yeah from what I remember, I haven't seen them recently. But I think I... they're about $130. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So, mm. so yeah, not cheap. Mm. So, so coming out of the expo, I, I went and checked in. I wasn't staying on property this time. Uh, I stayed at the Explorers Hotel, yep. um, just off property. Um, I can safely say next year I will be staying on property, not due to the fact that the hotel was bad, uh, it was just a pain in the ass trying to get to the race and and everything. It just it just didn't work for me anyway. Certainly, I being only there for a night, um, I didn't get a chance to go back to my hotel and have a shower after the race. Yeah. Uh, um, nothing against the hotel at all. The hotel was lovely, but next year I will be staying on property for the race. Um, so uh, that's just something to take into consideration, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've not that's that's a hotel I've not stayed at. In fact, I've not stayed at uh, there's that one, there's the circus, is it Magic Circus? Yes, so it's Dreamcastle, Magic Circus, and what's the other one there? Kyriad, the yeah. There's the period, and, and they built a new one, the B&B. B&B's just opened up there as well, hasn't it? Yeah. See, the problem with those hotels, because, I mean, I've I've talked before about how I really enjoy staying off property, but I stay in Valde, Europe. Yeah. And as long as you're in a hotel or an apartment that's, like, fairly near the station, everything's really easy. 
you've got a lot of shops and supermarket, a big supermarket there. Um, the train takes two minutes to get from from there to uh, to um, Marla Valley. Um, so it's it's very quick to get into the park. But when you're staying at those hotels there, you can't walk to the park. You have to get no. a bus. I mean, all right, okay. So if you're out of Europe, you can't walk from there either. But you can get a train. And it's very easy to get a train. Trying to get a bus on property can be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Mm. Especially. And don't get me wrong, the buses. Yeah, the buses were fine. Mm. I had no issues with them. Um, other than the one in the morning for the race that was late. Um, after they'd promised us it'd be there at half five and it wasn't. Uh, it was nearly six by the time it turned up. Um, other than that, during the rest of the weekend, the buses were fine. I never waited more than five minutes. Well, that's quite good. Um, even coming out of the race at the end, um, I only waited five minutes. Uh, and believe me, when I saw that bus, I couldn't have been happier. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, nothing against the hotel at all. The hotel was lovely. Mm. Um, I'd stay there again if I was visiting for, for any other reason other than the race. I would quite happily stay there again. Uh, I ended up in a room with room for six people, just for me, um, which was quite good. Um, a double bed and two sets of bunk beds. So there was more than more than enough room for just little old me by myself. Did you go, um, did you go top bunk or...? <laughs> Yeah, in the in the other room because there was one that was sort of separate off by itself from the main room. So I locked myself in the room and that was it. I was fine. Um, then I went back to the park um, and became an annual pass holder. Um, so did that. I I bought a ticket before I went in, so they took that off of my my, uh, my annual pass price. Uh, I've got the non-blackout day one, so. The one with all the the benefits. Yes. Yeah, so, um, um, so you bought the the dream pass. Yes, I've got the dream pass. Now, um, am I right? Uh, I'm sure you mentioned when uh, we were talking on Facebook the other day. Other social media platforms are available. That um, you had you bought the pass as a monthly payment. Yes. Is that right? Yes. So because yep. when I bought my dream pass last time. I just bought mine at the window. Yeah. So, because you were doing it as a as a pay monthly thing, is that why you had to buy a ticket? Yes. Yeah. Right. You can't do that on the on the gate. You actually have to go to the annual pass office inside yeah. the inside the park. Oh, like you said, it doesn't cost do you any more money because you get the money back no. off the cost of the pass anyway. No. Uh, but exactly. It just seems a bit bit long winded, but I suppose if that's the process they've got in place, and you know, that's what it is, yep. really, isn't it? So. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that was all. That was all done, and I kind of weirdly, I felt I was going to spend more time in the studios this time round. Why? No one would um, ever say that ever. No, but <laughs> it, it's definitely it's picking up. Uh, I, I give them their dues. That they are starting to work on it. Mm. Um, obviously, I only had a few hours anyway. Um, so the the main point of being in the studios was for Mickey and the Magician, uh, oh, the yeah, new show that yeah, they've yeah, yeah. they've got that I hadn't seen yet. Um, very very clever. Um, I won't give any spoilers, but it's it's very different to Animagique. Um, mm-hmm. None of the backlit stuff really. 
uh, anymore. It's more of a, a proper, well, I'd say a theatre show than, than what we've seen Disney do at, at Paris for a while. Hmm. Um, all about basically Mickey learning to be a, a magician and you go through some of the characters that you, you'd expect to see, but it's it's not the characters as you know them. Um, Genie's in there, um, and it's very much like the, the West End Broadway version of Genie. Okay. Rather than rather than the, the character that we know from the film. Um, and s- similar stuff to that. That's, that's the way it's gone. They've gone for the more realistic versions, should I say, rather than the, the character versions so that we've seen previously. When you say that about the Genie, do you mean, because yep. uh, for those that haven't seen... The, the West, I mean, I suppose a lot of people listening haven't seen the West End version yet. Um, but, you know, there's been adverts on the internet and on TV for it. So, the genie in the, the stage production uh, is an actor with blue makeup rather than yes. a character in a, in a kid's, close your ears, kid, uh, an actor in a suit. So, uh, you can uncover your ears now. So, what type of genie do you get in that production? Very much the the one that we see in in the West End, the oh, right, the okay. version. Wow, okay, that's interesting. Because it's what I think is unusual is the fact that obviously Genie is a character in the park. Yeah, isn't he? So you would have thought yeah. that it just kept the same. That's, that's interesting. Okay. No. So, and I, I don't think it's as I say, it's very clever. I don't think the storyline is quite as good as Animagic. Um You're definitely missing. I think the whole thing with Donald is kind of missing. It's kind of Mickey not going and making a mistake. It's Mickey learning this time rather than with Donald not really knowing what he's doing and causing a mess yeah. and things like that. It's kind of more of a linear storyline of Mickey just kind of picking up little tips as he goes. Mm. Um, so, And there's a very good animatronic, um, should I say, candlestick that we all know and love, Lumiere. Um has his own animatronic in the show, um, okay. which is very clever, um, which I quite enjoyed. Um, as I say, it, it's definitely higher standards in terms of the production itself um, compared to Animagique. Animagique was very basic um, compared to this. Uh, a lot of set changes and, and things like that in, in Mickey and the Magician, and I truly enjoyed it. So, for anybody that's not seen it and is heading to Paris, I definitely recommend going to see it. How um, how long did it last in comparison? Because I mean, Animal Sheik was—I was watching it the other day actually on on YouTube, um, and I think it clocked in around about seventeen, eighteen minutes or so. Yeah, it's probably roughly the same. It's probably about twenty minutes. Um, so yeah, definitely. I think that's the way they go. So they can fit the same amount of shows in per day. Um, so, so yeah, definitely, definitely go and see it if you get a chance. Mm, sounds good. It almost sounds a little bit like Disney Junior on stage. Mm, a little bit, yeah. In uh, the, that I don't all know. Kind of interconnects. Yeah, I don't know whether any of you guys have watched any other videos of Mickey and the Magical Map in California. No, I've not. It's, yeah, it's very yeah. similar in terms of that. So, so if anybody out there has has seen that, then that's the kind of thing that you you should expect. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, 
uh, then it was just a, yeah then it was just a case of a couple of old favourites I went to see Cine Magique uh, always good to have a laugh at Martin Short mm-hmm. um, then I what did I do then I grabbed Armageddon obviously oh god there was a queue <laughs> for Armageddon I yeah. couldn't believe it was it was it raining outside <laughs> no actually it was, it was, you, you know what I think I know why though I do think I know why um, because a lot of people had come over first timers because of Run Disney yeah so I, I reckon that's probably why because they didn't know <laughs> it's a bit like <laughs> foolish mortals isn't it let's be honest they don't know what they're letting themselves in for <laughs> <laughs> when the pre-show is better than that um, I love Cinemagique so just to go back to that a second do you not wish though that they'd kind of go back you know we've recently seen them um, put effects over Steve Tyler's hand <laughs> you, you want to put an effect over Martin Short's wig is that no, what you're saying no 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 that's fine I've got no problem with the wig it's the mobile phone yes yeah it's such a dated mobile phone the problem with mobile phones in like the the uh, late 90s was that they they seemed to be very much of the time like the designs were all quite common and now you know, you know, most smartphones look fairly similar. It's very yeah. easy to kind of just make it look like a, a generic phone. But um, back then, the phones were different, and it, that that really stands out to me um, when I yeah. see it. And it's the only only negative I have. I love that attraction so much, um, yeah. but that's the only thing that just makes it feel quite dated, and it's a it's a bit of a shame. So yeah. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. So, yeah, that was, I kind of, at that point, I'd done what I needed to do in the studios. I was heading back to the studios that evening to meet some friends anyway. So I headed over to to the main park um, and headed for a, another couple of classics. The first, I, I did Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, just because I don't know whether I'm going to get back before they, they change it um, and add Jack Sparrow uh, next year. I hope to be back before they do it, but... I thought I'd better go and do the original before it's gone. Um, so I went and did that. Um, and did Phantom Manor as well. Uh, always nice to have a different different version of the Haunted Mansion. Um, I still quite like our version. I like the Paris version quite a lot. Um, I think the, the story is a bit more cohesive compared to, to the US ones. Um and that that was it basically for for the main park. I didn't didn't really do a lot in there to be honest uh, on that first day. Um, then, as I said, m- meeting some friends in in the studios later on. I went and grabbed some some dinner first in the Blockbuster Cafe. Never eaten in there before. Um, very plain and simple. Uh, just had a croc monsieur uh, ham and cheese toasty. Uh, <laughs> To keep oh, me going. On. It's got a bit of uh, bechamel sauce on it. Let's not, yeah. you know, let, let's, you know, give it stew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've eaten in there. That's the one near Rock and Roller Coast, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We were last time we were there. We wanted to eat there, and it was shut. Well, yes. Yeah, as, I as were as were half the restaurants. Yeah. 
Yeah, I literally sneaked in as they were closing the doors. I was yeah. one of the, the last people in there before they closed. Mm-hmm. Um, then, as I said, friends, they were they were on Ratatouille at that point, so I went and met them, and they came out. A um, couple of listeners to the show, um, amongst them. Wow. Uh, so, so, couple, yeah. so that's all of them then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so you signed autographs. Oh, some of them said they were very uh, starstruck when they met me. So, <laughs> um, so, and we we had planned to do a last minute Tower of Terror run. Um, so we went and got in the queue, um, not knowing that one of the the group was an ex cast member. Um, uh. So we bumped into one of the bellhops, um, got pulled out of the queue. Uh, and led through the main gates at the front of Tower of Terror. Um, basically got our own elevator. Um, all in English. We got the English spiel from, from Mark Silverman, um, rather than the French version. Um, and had some great bell hops with us. Um, that literally all we kept doing every second we could do it between all of us was just shout woohoo <laughs> at anything didn't matter what it was and literally we did we did the drop everything great and as we got to the bottom we heard the bellhop doing it back at us through the door <laughs> and it was just just brilliant they were so so kind to us so the the the, the bellhop was her name was lucy she was she was english um the that got us in the got us through the the fast pass um, queue rather than having to queue for the for another thirty minutes. Um, so I'd just like to say thank you to her if she's she's listening. She might be. Uh, you never know. Um, and and that was it for the parks that evening. It was kind of park was open till ten and we came out at just after ten. Um, so we we kind of planned that we were at that at that point we were all going to go to bed. Because uh, of the early morning the next morning, but we ended up in the sports bar in Disney Village um, uh, until about oh. half, until about half past midnight, um, and my alarm was set for quarter to five the next morning. <laughs> um, so so yeah, um, didn't get much sleep. Um, luckily, I had had a couple of uh, Jack Daniels to calm the nerves, so I did. I slept all right. Um, I was awake before the alarm went, mind you. Um, I ended up having about three and a half hours sleep before the run. <laughs> so that wasn't, wasn't great. Um, but I was awake. Uh, I was ready. Um, as I said, the bus was late, um, coming to get us at the, the Explorers. Um, still got there in time, plenty of time. Um, I'd been put in Corral C. Uh, there was four corrals, uh, A, B, C, and D, obviously. Um, we're not quite sure how they picked who was in what corral. Um, it wasn't done on times, uh, no chance. Um, so that was a, a bit ridiculous. Um, we ended up, it ended up being a really late start. They didn't start setting off. Crow A until at least 15 minutes late, if not more. Um, 
by the time I started, I don't know what time it was. I didn't even look in the end. Um, the sun had come up by that point, um, having started queuing in pitch black. Um, and it got on its way. Uh, I eventually started. Um, a fairly To start with, it was fairly easy. It was through the parks. We started through Hollywood stu- uh, through the studios, um, through the back. Uh, we ran through Lights, Motors, Action, which was quite cool. We actually ran around the the actual track itself rather than kind of around the outside of it. We were actually inside, um, which was quite cool to be able to see some of it from close up compared to sitting in the stands. Um, So, and then, then on to, into the, into the main park. Um, that seemed like a really long route through the main park, um, zigzagging in between bits, seeing people coming the other way and, and things like that. But again, this time there was far more characters than than you could even think about uh i've i've got a list there was a few again rarer ones so they're not in any particular order as i went through the park but these are the ones that i could remember uh i saw cinderella and prince charming uh they were with their float from the parade um they put out um again spider-man and cap were out um Some rarer ones, Cole, Doug, and Russell were out from up. Mm. Um, then you had Alice, uh, the Mad Hatter, and the Cheshire Cat um, were all out. Uh, Robin Hood was out. Uh, Baloo and King Louie. Uh, instead of Chewie, you had Vader and the Stormtroopers this time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Incredibles were there. Um, a lot of people dressed up as the Incredibles mm. uh, this year. Um Chip and Dale, and then at the finish line, you had Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, and Goofy were all waiting for you at the finish line. Um, so once we'd got out of the parks, it was that was when the tough going started, um, running through the out, out, outlying villages, um, and it wasn't quite as flat as we were expecting it to be. There were a, a few tough hills, um, but did it. Uh, We got to the the back of the hotels where we were staying. Uh, um, that was quite hard seeing where you'd actually been sleeping the night before and having to run past it. Um, we had to run around the huge lake that's on the back of those hotels. Um, that was the soul-destroying part. You'd got to, I think it must have been about 15, 16K at that point. Um, and you could see people on the other side of the lake And they just seemed so far away. And it was like, that was that was my wall. I hit a wall at that point. Um, and I was like, I really don't know whether I could do this anymore. Um, but I kept on going. I changed my splits that I was doing. I'd originally been running half a kilometre, walk half a kilometre. Still, obviously, the same kind of pace, but I dropped it to a quarter and a quarter to give me more chance to get my breath back. Um, than I was at that point and then headed back towards the parks um, through the village um, that got a bit hairy because obviously people were starting to go to the parks and wanting to cross a, a, across the running path so you were kind of having to weave in and out of people um, I think that needs looking at for next year um, 
maybe not running it at the time of park will be open. Maybe starting it a bit earlier, like they do in, in the States. They tend to start at least six o'clock in the States um, to give that extra bit of time to get people over the finish line. Um, but And then kind of went round the back, back into the to the side of the studios and out round the back um, to the finish line that was at the back. Um, so I made it. Uh, couldn't have been happier to have done it. Uh, I'll be the first to admit that I was a little bit emotional about it. Uh, I was quicker than I was the last time I ran one. Uh, if you take the official time, I was seven minutes quicker. Uh, the only problem with that was there was an extra half kilometre on the race that shouldn't have been there. Uh, they <laughs> made the race wrong. Um, so in that case, I am actually taking another four minutes off my time because um, they messed it up. Uh, the official time may say I finished in two hours 47. Uh, I'm taking it as two hours 43, um, which meant I was 11 minutes quicker than my previous one at Wine and Dine. Um, so I was very happy. Um, wasn't quite as quick as I'd hoped to be, but it was enough. It, it made me happy. So, so yeah, and that was it done. Got my medal. And as I said earlier, went to the bus and couldn't have been happier to have seen one pull up five minutes after I got there. Um, so it definitely got to the point where I was in a lot of pain at that point. Yeah. Um, my knee basically, as soon as I stopped, had seized up um, and just wouldn't bend at all. <laughs> Weirdly now, I have no pain at all. Uh, within the 48 hours of finishing the race, I'm fine. Uh, and I'm actually going to go for a run tomorrow um, to start the training for next year. <laughs> So, well, so yeah, it was. It, it, it's an amazing feeling when you finish something like that when you put a lot of effort into it. So, and again, I I got to the end and I said to people that, oh no, I'm never doing another one. That's it. Um, by the time I went home that evening, I was already agreeing to do it. <laughs> so, so yeah, and that that was the the race over and done with. Um, but again, next year, another challenge, uh, possibly a 10 K and the half marathon in two days next year. So you, you, yeah, certainly am, but I've told people I'm doing it now. So no backing out. That's it. Oh, good stuff. Well, you know, really, really pleased that it went, uh, well for you as, certainly yeah. as well as it as it could have done uh and uh you know really pleased that uh you know it, it, you got your medal and uh you're already planning next year because to be honest um i i did have a bit of regret i'm i used to run i've got something wrong with my knee i've kind of looked at getting it sorted out and thought it was and it's not really and just made every excuse to Oh, well, you know, it is what it is, but I'm really itching to run again, so I, I need to do something, and I think knowing that it's on again next year is, uh, you know, enough of an incentive to really get me to sort my stuff out, so, uh, yeah. yeah, I've seen that it's the similar weekend, isn't it? Yes, next same year. weekend again. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly no. different dates, but only because that's yep. how... Yeah. 
you know, dates all worked out. Um, yeah. But yeah, that same weekend. So um, yeah, hopefully, um, I'll I'll uh, be joining you. Yeah. On a line, it, not sure which one, but yeah. definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the day continued. It, it was a really good day after that as well. Uh, we had a dinner. Uh, we we had the uh, the Sunday brunch at Inventions afterwards. Um, which was themed to the Orient Express. Um, there was about 30 of us went. Of course, why not, why uh, not be? Yeah, so we took more or less up a whole a whole one of the dining rooms at Inventions, um, just between us. Um, and then just before we went home, I had a little we had a little bit of a run around the the main park. Did a ride that I'd never done before. I did the the storybook canal boats. What? I'd never done before. No, it's ev- yeah, every time I've been, it's been closed for refurb. All oh, right, okay. So, so we did that. Uh, we went on went on Pirates of the Caribbean again. We had a there was a uh, ten of us, so we had a boat to ourselves, um, which was quite cool. Um, and then it was it was time to come home. Sadly, I was only there for for the two days. So, but. There we go. And I, I, I just want to give a, a shout out. As I said, there was a few few of our listeners that I that I met over the weekend. Um, first of all, Mark Turner. Um, I'm sure you guys know know Mark. Um, yep. He he was an absolute star. He finished the half marathon, um, and he was in such a mood that he wasn't going to be able to do it. Um, I bumped into him. He was coming the other way um, as I'd come out of the lake. Um, not out of the lake, out of the, the ring around the, so I the lake. I didn't realise there was a water obstacle in the... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, he was at about 12k and I was at about 17 at that point. And I spotted him on the way and I I knew he needed the encouragement. And he finished it. And I can't... I'll give him his dues. He did absolutely amazing. Um, and I just, I just want him, him to know that we all think that, um, that he did a bloody good job. Um, he was another one that was at the, at the bar until about midnight on Saturday as well. Um, yeah, that's Mark. Yeah. So, uh, that was him. The Andreas is another one of our listeners, um, from Germany. Um, and again, he put in so much effort in his training. He'd never run before he started training for this. Um, and he was quicker than I was. Wow. Uh, he finished faster than I was. And he had character stops. He met characters along the way. Um, Sorry enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't didn't even dare even think about it. So was that because um, of, of, um, of you kind of like losing your, your, your rhythm? Yeah, there's that. And I didn't... I'd been ill the week before. Um... I'd had a, a really heavy cold and I didn't know how well I was going to cope. Mm. Um, that was another one of the reasons why I was in the bar Saturday night was calming the nerves. Um, so, so I just, I just felt that I couldn't stop. Yep. Next year is going to be more about having fun. I've done the time now. Um, I don't need to go that quick again. Um, yeah. Next year will be about having fun doing it. Well, because um, I got the impression that the 10k, because there's no real time, so, so like, you know, with the marathon, you had to uh, go and see your doctor and you had to get your uh, 
your times, you'd send your times to Disney and everything like that. But the 10K, there wasn't a time limit, was there? There wasn't a 10K this year. It was only the five. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. But, the, but there wasn't a time limit on it, was there? No, there wasn't. So you was able to kind of, you know, for that reason, um, you know, if you wanted to kind of take it more leisurely and see the characters, then... Yeah. It was it was easy for you to do so. Yeah. 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 And the the last shout out of for our listeners is uh, Deborah Wolf. She's come over from Canada. Um, wow. To Castle, to, Castle to Chateau medal, um, and is a listener of the show. Um, and it was really nice to spend some time with her as well. I'd spoken to her previously um, through the BR Guest Lizards Running Club, uh, another podcast from the states. Uh, friend of the show, Mike Rowman. I'm a pop um, that. Yeah. Um, so she, it was really nice to meet her. She got her medal um, that she wanted. Um, so it was really to spend time time with her on Sunday, sat next to her at the uh, invention. So that was really nice. And then, and then a couple of people that might be listeners now, hopefully. Um, someone that you know, Nick Kizzy. Uh, she was such a help at the final stages for me. She was in the village right at the end um, and was really giving everybody great support. I'd never met her before. This was the first time I'd met her, and she really helped at that last bit. Um, and also someone I, I spent quite a bit of time with, um, again, I hadn't met her, Roberta. She's, I've convinced her to listen to the show now, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, uh, I'm just going to just gonna leave it... Uh, Glitter Beast is what she's now known as because she decided to put uh, glue glitter into my beard while we were at inventions. Um, and I ended up uh, Charles de Gaulle with glitter stuck to my beard. I had to check in before I could get to the toilet to get rid of it. So Get rid of she's it. Gonna kill yeah, she's going to kill me for calling her that. But um, yeah, so she'll be, she'll be listening to the show now. And she actually went for her first run today. She did the 5K. She'd never really trained for anything. But she actually went and bought a new pair of trainers this morning and went for a run this afternoon. And she's training for the half marathon next year now. So uh, my job is done with that. Wow. Well, that's awesome. I mean, uh, it's funny. I've obviously been on this show since the, the first episode. And the only two listeners I've met in real life well one of them i'm talking to at the moment and the other one is normally on this show or he's doing something behind the scenes as in craig so um i'm i'm jealous uh like purely because of that uh more than anything else um so uh yeah it sounded like you had a great time to all of those people mentioned well done as well um not sure how many people those mentioned actually like me, but never mind. That's fine. Hopefully they'll listen to the podcast because Paul's doing it, not because I'm doing it. Um, but, um, you know, it's a fantastic achievement. Whatever race you you went for, whether you really went for it on the 5K, um, whether you took it leisurely uh, to see the characters more, um, or you, you know, did, did the half marathon and um, just, just finishing it full stop, it's an achievement. Um, yeah. I know Caroline. I don't know. I don't even know if Caroline listens to this podcast. Actually, I should. I should find that out. But uh, a good friend of mine, Caroline Gray, she um, raced uh, and did the. I think she did the half marathon. I'm sure she did the half marathon. And um, yeah, she she got a medal as well. So 
if you are listening, well done to you. But you know, anyone that's listening to this that you and you did that either race, big big congratulations, and uh, really hope to see you next year. Um, I'll, I will be there next year. I, that's it. I've made that declaration now. I will do it. I'm not sure what I'm going to run yet, but I will want, run at least one of those races. Absolutely. So you will see me there next year. Yeah. Oh, God, I've said it in public now, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. Really, really tidy. Really tidy. I've got to find the money to go. Um, but that's excellent. Thank you very much for that. Um, that you know, I'd say that's almost a show done. We've got a few other things to talk about, though, so we'll have to drag this out a little bit longer. Right, so it's it's time to talk about the other sponsor we have uh, for the Arthur Dark Podcast Network. And, gents, if you were thinking, as you, you have done previously and you will do again, if you were thinking about uh, booking a trip to you know one of the parks that we've talked about, who would you think of of asking? Or, or at least approaching? Well, there's only Wendy. one name. One name that springs to mind only. Wendy, so Wendy's so famous, she's only got one name like Madonna or Cher. Well, it's not actually true. She has she has two because she's got a surname as well, which is Pratter. So of course, Wendy Pratter at Magical, Magical Journeys Travels. It's so we're so well prepared with this. It's like we've been practicing all day, finishing off each other's sentences, sandwiches. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. This is totally unorganised. But, we may be unorganised, but Wendy is not. Oh, smooth. You see? That's I what love she, how you did that. That's what she's there for. Um, I'm a big fan of your work. Oh, well, we're a big fan of Wendy's work, which is which is the point more than that. Um, you know, whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved, and I think we can all attest to that. Yep. And the burgers yep. are good as well. They are. <laughs> they are. Um, and of course, now with Magic Bands, everything else is even more complex. I mean, geez, the last time I went, it was much easier than it is nowadays. So, you know, Wendy can be the person to take away that pain of getting a reservation for Be Our Guest. Where, friend of the show, that Florida guy, just tried, tried the grey stuff. Yeah. Hasn't reported back yet as to what it tasted like. Um, and, you know, you could try and get a fast pass for Anna and Elsa. Now, if us mere uh, muggles or, or mortals uh, tried to get a fast pass for Be Our Guest or Anna and Elsa meet and greets, how successful do you think we would be? Well, I've already failed. I didn't get, I didn't get an idea for Be Our Guest. Say so. I wish I'd. I wish I'd gone to Wendy for that one. <laughs> Wendy, not just the home of good burgers, but the mm-hmm. home of good travel planning. So yeah. visit Wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com, or you can contact her on Twitter at wpmagicjourneys. And of course, if you mention that you heard one of our amazing podcasts, uh, and that's how you got to uh, to hear of Wendy, uh, she'll give you twenty five dollars off your deposit for any trip package. And uh, our own Mr. Ripley at the moment has been on a one of the Disney cruises, and uh, she's able to offer generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Something to bear in mind. So if you are thinking of uh, of you know making a trip before you go anywhere else, go and find Wendy Pratt at Magical Journeys Travels, wpmagicjourneys.com. 
Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you'll feel like a prat. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I, I want to ask outside of the race, just because um, I wasn't aware of this until the other day, um, that this option was available now to us, and I think it's going to be quite intriguing, so it'd be interesting to hear from someone that's done it, and that's the annual pass. Yes. Because uh, they've done it for, I think they've done it for about two or three years now, that you could do it in instalments, but it was only if you was a French resident. That's yes. obviously not the case now. So, um, obviously you mentioned you had to buy your day ticket and then go into the park and go yeah. to the, the passport office, which for those yeah. that don't know is at the entrance of uh, Discoveryland. It's that building yes. at, at the front of Discoveryland. Um, but but how easy was it to, uh, to to sign up? Have you signed up for an annual pass before? Was that your no, first this one? was the first. This was the first one. Okay. Uh, very easy. It's literally just the same process as you normally go through. The only extra thing they take is they take your BIC number for your bank account um, your, instead. What's your, and what's your BIC uh, it's, it's basically your European bank details. Um, right. Okay. So if you're paying to a European company. They're the bank details that they would see, or if they're paying you, they're the bank details that they would need. Um, So it's basically like a European bank account number and sort code. Um, Normally, they take a BIC and IBAN number. Um, In fact, I think I've got it the wrong way around. I think it was the IBAN number that they took. Um, And it's basically the same as your account number and your sort code, um, just for the European bank market rather than the the uk one it's what they call it it's called a sepa payment um it's something that i deal with at work actually uh for our european suppliers um so it is it's a fairly new thing which is why disneyland paris have only just taken it up so and and how did you find out what those numbers were did you just ask they're your just bank, in your bank they were in your bank statement oh okay so it's fairly easy to find i just took a copy of my bank statement with me fine okay that's good it's good to know yeah um because yeah because i mean it's it's quite a it's quite a big outlay i mean i've done it before just on a on a credit card and just kind of paid it off installments that way but uh you know unless you've got a decent card you'll be paying a bit of interest on that so that's a a nice way of uh of doing it um and also just because you mentioned the haunted mansion uh, sorry haunted mansion phantom manor i discovered something the other day which I thought I'd made up. I went to, because um, I went the year it opened. I went to Euro Disney when it when it first opened, um, yeah. about two months in, and I could have sworn I heard Vincent Price narrating Phantom Manor. You did. Well, yeah, but this is the thing. I, so I just thought because I'd because I mean you can um, you can find the audio online, and I thought. Because every other time I'd, I'd been, it was the the French narration that we all we all are now familiar with, and I thought I'd just you know like sometimes when you you uh, you know you, you think about things you you go through your memories, and sometimes things aren't as crystal clear. I assumed that I must have confused myself, and uh, I just because I'd heard that audio, assumed that I'd heard it when I went in there once. But no, I actually did hear it. You did, yeah. yeah. I was just gobsmacked. So, uh, yeah, I feel quite lucky now. I think it's a real shame they didn't. I think, I know why, in some ways, why they, they you know, 
changed it. But um, yeah, there's something about his voice that um, yeah, I just think it's really special, and it's a shame that they they didn't use it other than the first uh, four or five months or so of its uh, its opening. Yeah. It's, it's the same with Tower of Terror, the fact that they don't use Mark Silverman's voiceover on a regular basis. You actually have to ask for it. I don't think I've ever heard it, actually. Not yeah. not in not there, obviously. You know, yeah. heard it heard it elsewhere, but yeah. not there. So. I actually spoke to him about it the other day after we'd had it happen to us, um, and he was quite shocked that they'd actually done it for us. What Mark Silverman? Yeah. Well, he was there. He wasn't there. Um, oh. There was actually an Imagineer that was there. Terry Hardin was there. Um, and she, uh, I actually mentioned that I'd seen her in the run. And I'd noticed Mark had posted about the, the English translation mm. um, the other day. And he'd kind of commented on this post. And I just said, Mark, I actually heard it. And he actually came back to me and said, that's absolutely fantastic. Doesn't happen very often. <laughs> mm. So I'll have to I'll have to uh, have to do that. We'll do, we'll do that next year, Paul. We'll make sure we do yep. it together. Two of us will go, yep. and we'll demand it. Don't you know who we are? We host Europe's yep. biggest podcast. That's that. Um, there, there's been a bit of news. Did anyone want to pick anything else uh, in particular? Only that I'm uh, I'm getting on my soapbox. <gasps> Oh. I am. It's I am Paul Dolan's soapbox. That's it. Because uh, I wanted to go to Big Thunder Mountain when we go, but it's going to be closed because I wanted to get rid of my kidney stones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sort that out, Disney. <laughs> when, are you, when are you going to Disneyland? What, Disneyland Paris? No, no. Magic Disneyland. Magic, Disney World. So, and I didn't Big Thunder Mountain is down. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh. down for refurb. And there was an article this week that said that if you ride Big Thunder Mountain, it can help you remove your th- your kidney stones. I don't actually have any kidney stones, but it's a good story. So there you go. If you're suffering from kidney stones, get a fast pass. I did, yeah, and, I, did, uh, I did read that. It's, uh, yeah, uh, novel. <laughs> I think yeah. that's how I'll describe it. It was a, a novel solution to that problem. <laughs> I've been very lucky. I've never had kidney stones. No, me neither. Which no, is I haven't either. Quite surprising considering I don't drink anywhere near as much water as I should do. But the reason why we don't have any kidney stones might be because we've been to Big Thunder Mountain so many times wow. we've never actually developed them. Yeah, that's. Or that's we've so pick- uh, pickled everything with all the drink we have. <laughs> could be, could be that, could be that. Um, I've actually just realised I made a, a horrible error of judgment when I was thanking people. Um, I didn't. I didn't shout out to my good friend Ash, who also did uh, the the half marathon, and uh, he took a picture of him in Buffalo Bills on Sunday night. It must have been Sunday yeah. night. It must have been after the race, and it was dead. Yeah, it was really empty. I couldn't believe. It. He, he said it wasn't as empty as it looked, but it looked really, really empty. Maybe it was just a good angle of the photo he took. But um, yeah, that was uh, that was quite shocking. But uh, yeah, well done, Ash. I know uh, I know you've had some obstacles uh, during your training, so uh, yeah. Um, 
there's been a few bits of news, I suppose, mainly around Disneyland Paris, but did anyone have anything to do with uh, the parks across the pond? Uh, well, I've got something a bit, bit about Disney itself. Mm. Um, oh, probably the biggest news, yeah. Probably the biggest news for a long time, actually. Yeah. And it's, it's quite odd because this, to me, is a massive, massive story. But I've seen it reported, but it's it's kind of been in the background. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's not been like a a main feature thing. But yeah, so the rumour is that they're in, they've uh, hired a consultancy yeah. firm to, to look into this and to see. Um, what do you think it means? Do you think it would be a bit like ESPN or something in where they literally just have it in the portfolio, but they don't really change too much? I would hope they don't change too much. I think that would be the the sticking point. They reckon it's worth $20 billion. Jesus. Why than I am? Uh, you just think, Jesus, they didn't pay that much for Marvel or Lucasfilm. No. No. But I suppose it's, it's the world we live in now. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. I mean, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, um, you know, most people use at least one type of social media um, every day. And normally multiple times as well. Yeah, so, true. Uh, you know, that, they are a real part of everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever your thoughts on those. So I suppose you can understand, you know, that there would be a high valuation, but even so, that is, uh, that is something. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But yeah, I, I did, I did see that. And, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they come out with and what they, they recommend. But, as you say, it's it's what Disney want to do with it. Um, you know, would they consider doing a kiddie version of it? I don't know. They've tried, you know, doing stuff like that before, didn't you know, with um, the Club Penguin and what was the um, what was it called? It wasn't called Magic Kingdoms, was it? BMK um, Virtual Magic Kingdom. That's the one. Yeah. 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 So like so that, and uh, so they've, they've stepped in. They've, put their toes in that water before but um mm. this would be something completely new but uh yeah. we'll see mm. i don't think it'll come off but yeah well i mean i don't Mate. think it's necessarily on the market but i suppose money talks doesn't it yeah really so mm. that is uh definitely one to keep an eye on and uh, mm. i'm sure we'll speak about more uh, if things develop yeah Paul, I almost almost forgot about that, Paul. <laughs> got her, uh, yeah, got me. And then, yeah, as you say, it's a it's a big 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 story. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, so going back over to where you were. I wanted to talk about what was announced today. Um, and it looks like it's been confirmed now. So what started off this morning as a rumor, now looks like it's been confirmed as fact. Um, and that is that we are going to get a Five Guys in Disney Village. Yes, I saw that this morning as well. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Now, what's interesting, so this is um, so there's a few things here. So firstly, this is supposed to be going next door to 
is it Volano's? What's that? What's that place called? Oh, I know where you mean. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. What it's They're called. putting it's a lot of restaurants down there, aren't they? Well, the, apparently there's three. There's three. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find what it's called. But um, yeah, so there's there's a new so that that's supposed to be an opening um, already, but it hasn't. Um, yeah. So that's that's coming. So I think it's coming towards the end of the year now. Um, but this is supposed to be going near to it. Um, or next door to it. So, because the other news as well is that it's it's been officially confirmed now that um, Cafe Mickey's going. That was it. Can you remember the bloody yes. name of it? it? was called. But Cafe Mickey will be going. So it's closing in, uh, I think it's March of next year. It will be closing. Um, and Character Dining will be moving back into, um, you know, Disney itself, Plaza, as yeah, in uh, Plaza Plaza Gardens. Gardens. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of changes in, in the village. Um, I mean, that that unit is a big unit, isn't it? Cafe Mickey. Yeah. I forgot. It used to be an LA... Uh, what was it called? LA Steakhouse or LA Grill? But it was... It, it's not always been Cafe Mickey. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting they've done this because... You would have thought it'd be quite a big anchor to have Cafe Mickey there because it was a way of people not going to Disney but being able to meet Disney characters, and probably was a good uh, way of encouraging people to go. Oh well, if you've enjoyed meeting the characters, there's more over there. Yeah. Get in. Yeah. Um, so it's you know I think it's in some ways it's a shame they're taking it away, but you know it maybe they think they'll get more value by moving it back into the park. I don't. I don't know, but um, I do wonder what that unit's going to be. Uh, it'll be quite mm. interesting. Um, and, you know, people are kind of complaining already with this news of Five Guys because of uh, the fact that there's another burger place. You know, mm. some people like said, well, it's just an upmarket McDonald's. Well, yeah, I suppose it is. Other people have said they've already got Annette's. Now, I've not been to Annette's for a couple of years, but apparently it's not particularly good. At the moment, it's kind it's of hit, hit and miss. I think we've had uh, we've had a couple of good meals there and a couple of bad ones. That, and it was more about really the attention to the quality of the foods mm. and the service. Um, I mean, one time we went there and you know they did the dancing on the table thing. Mm. Well, we kind of we just kind of timed it bad. I think really we were waiting for our food and they started dancing on the table and then about three minutes later they danced on the table again and by the time the food came it had obviously been sitting on the countertop for about fifteen minutes and it was it was yeah. cold. And then when we complained, they took the food away, they heated it up, it wasn't right. We asked for fresh. It all came at different times and then uh, yeah, it just all ended up a bit a bit miserable. Mm. But then the last time we went, it was pretty good. I wouldn't say it was great, but it, the service was pretty good. The food was okay. Um, but yeah, I think Five Guys would be an improvement in some ways. The problem with Annette's is it's it's expensive. Mm. For what it is, yeah. You know, yeah. when you're looking at burger and chips, you're looking at 
I mean, again, I've not I've not been for the last couple of trips actually, but we used to go quite regularly, which again said something. But I'm I'm sure you're looking at probably about anywhere between twelve and twenty euros, depending on the type of burger you have. Yeah. So it's not a cheap place to to eat. Five Guys no. isn't particularly cheap either, but it's that kind of in between McDonald's and the Nets. Yeah. And quality wise, I'd say it's um you know on par with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Their burgers are pretty damn good. Yeah, they're good. The portion sizes are, are, are big as well. You know, like you get a portion of chips and it's enough for two people. So there's a lot there to. Um, I think it's you know it's good. Uh, people are complaining that there's not enough variety, but and it's not. I I, I, I do agree to an extent with that, but it's it's what people want. And by that, I was having a conversation. I, I work with some French people. And um, I, one of them was talking to me and, and saying that, like, certainly, I don't know where it is now, but um, it, the French used to be the biggest consumer of McDonald's outside of America. Mm. You know, so yeah. it's, it's, it's a big, you know, burgers and chips, unfortunately, is very popular uh, in France. And you don't see quite as many Indian or, or Chinese places you did get them so don't you know please don't write in and tell me where you've seen one because i know out of europe has some but you, they're not as commonplace as we have them in england for example so it's there's probably not the demand there if there was demand they'd be there and be busy but the fact is they're not so there's definitely there's definitely something to be said with that um so yeah i i, I welcome five guys i know uh dear mr boniface has I only had crappy five guys whenever he's gone for some reason, but I've uh, I've not been disappointed when I've I've gone and uh, yeah I, I welcome another reasonably priced eatery coming yeah. to the village. Um, yeah. But speaking of things that aren't reasonably priced, um, have you seen that they're now going to be charging for breakfast in the hotels? Yeah. yeah. So um, I think. I want to say it's about 12 or 14 euros. What? Breakfast. In Santa Fe and uh, Cheyenne. Right. That's the value you want. Yeah, I think it's full. If I remember rightly, it's, and I'm not going to look, it's 14 and 12 for adults and kids. Mm. Now, having eaten breakfast in the Santa Fe recently, if I had to pay 14 euros a head for what I had for breakfast, I'd yes. probably tell them where to stick it. Yeah, it's not worth 14 euros. No. You've got a few bits, of, a few choices of cereal, uh, croissants, um, bread that you can make toast out of, and uh, ham and cheese. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, uh, and fruit. That's pretty much it, really. Um, you get some not particularly great coffee and tea machines. Um Juice isn't very like orange juice and apple juice isn't particularly great either. <coughs> There's nothing to me that really suggests that I would go out of my way to pay that money. Mm-hmm. I'd rather stay off site and just get my own breakfast in, if I'm honest. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. As Paul said though, it's the it's the value results they're doing it to. But mm. could it be a sign of things to come? Yeah. So is it optional? Can you opt out of breakfast, or have you got to? Yeah, you don't you have to. No, you don't have to have breakfast. But if you don't right. have breakfast, you've got to, you've got to mm-hmm. feed yourself somehow. And the, the problem with the the value results 
is that you've got no facilities in your room. Yeah. So unless you go and buy yourself some croissant, you know, you take a trip to Valley Europe and buy yourself some croissants or you get something from within the train station, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go Cafe Mickey or get something on, on Main Street because even if you've got a shareholder's card and you get into Salon Mickey, you ain't getting much of breakfast. I've no. never got much of breakfast in that place. Um, no, you get your, your one cookie. Lucky to get a cookie in there. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe a bottle of orange juice or something. So, um, yeah, so, you know, hope, you know, if they're putting the price up to that kind of money and they're changing the breakfast, fair enough. But otherwise, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be very expensive. But it will yeah. cut the queues down because they, you know, obviously breakfast is, is very busy. And if you if mm-hmm. it's not included, um, it will, you know, people will decide not to pay. So uh, that's a change that's coming in, I think, again, around March time of next year. I think, I don't think it was January it was starting. I think it was later. So before the mm-hmm. 25th anniversary starts. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that that was all I had to say. Did anyone else have anything? Or No. No, not this time. No. Cool. Well, in that case, uh, I think we should draw this one to a close. So thank you very much, guys, for joining me. Uh, I, I think the last uh, hours whizzed by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always feel like we could do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've run, I've run out of cider. <laughs> yeah, the wine's gone now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the witching hour. It's the school night as well. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you very much for joining us. Of course, um, if you haven't already listened uh you should have done but if you haven't then um, listen to universal after dark over on the after dark podcast network which is of course found at the afterdarknetwork.com or itunes or stitcher or however you want to uh, find your podcasts and uh look at universal after dark look at pop after dark you all listen look to at strike. Dark. look at strike mm-hmm. of course Another member. Another member of the, of the uh, community. Stuck. Yes. Is there a new episode of Strike coming up? There will be one after Luke Cage has been released on Netflix. Oh, which is the thirtieth, so, isn't it? Strike. Yes, yeah. this, this Friday. Are you so looking to uh, binge it? Yes, probably. It'll probably be done at the weekend. Oh. Uh, is it ten? Ten episodes. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. No, it's the usual length for Marvel series. Okay. Well, good luck with that at the weekend. <laughs> That's if you've had enough sleep by then. Yeah. <laughs> and if I can get rid of the child for long enough. <laughs> good luck with. I'm sure. I'm sure it won't be too violent. <laughs> yeah. The other. Uh, you know. Well, the other the other day. Oh, sorry, the other week we were watching. We were going through Kirby Enthusiasm. We went back through the whole series of that. And you get the odd swear word in Kirby. It's not too bad. And my daughter had woken up and she wanted to come downstairs. We said, okay, you can come down. And uh, we, we continued watching Curb. And it was like the sweariest episode of Curb. Now, she's free, but luckily she didn't pick up on any words. But it could have been a bit of a disaster. We didn't realise what we were letting ourselves in for. So uh, I suppose I suppose it can happen. So, yeah, yeah. probably best you don't do that. Um, yeah, I've, tried, I've kept him away from... He's a huge Spider-Man fan, and I've kept him away from Civil War for long enough because Spider-Man says, "Oh shit!" So oh. it, it's keeping him away from that. I've, I showed him the special features, um, <laughs> and that's all he's seen so far. So he's not seen Deadpool yet. No, not yet. Oh, okay. That's next year. 
<laughs> that. That's his fourth birthday present. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, Thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all in a few weeks' time. I know, uh, I know you've got a holiday coming up, Mister D. So I'm not sure when we're going to have some new episodes out. So enjoy them while mm-hmm. you can, and yep. uh, we'll speak to you all soon. Yeah. Goodbye. See you soon, guys. Just keep rimming. <laughs> This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.